Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light on time once again, punters, and we're fronting up after a good night at Sandown Park, June 23. A host of winners there, and I think it's fair to say confidence levels maybe not as high going into this Meadows meeting, but when I say that, there's always value to be found, and we've got our mate Schmiffy on the line. Corey, how are you, mate? Going well, going well. I might sound like a broken record, but there's 12 winners to be found. So we've got to be confident. We've got to let the listeners know that we're uh, we're keen on this meeting. So we'll see how we go, but you're right, though. There's some very, very tough races. Smithy, I've got some intel on you, some inside oh, info, no. as I like to call it, and we're going to get straight to the bottom of this right at the top of the podcast. Now, I've got from a very reliable source some inside info suggesting that you have a, an unusual habit that you like to do. Um, and this habit is often after a few cold beverages when you party in Melbourne CBD. You like to get to some of the more well-known establishments and you've got this thing where you like to take your shoes off and think you can just wander around a, a facility in the city without shoes late at night. Is is that true or...? Oh, I am known to not really uh, enjoy wearing shoes from time to time. I grew up down near Phillip Island, so... Uh, in summer, no shoes, get the get the feet nice and tough. But yeah, after a few beverages, sometimes it, sometimes <laughs> it's just shoes off, regardless of where I am. But I like I like the fact that you're doing some digging here. It's uh, it's good to let the the listeners into some of my quirks. I think that's a that's a good way to put it. Getting to know some of your quirks, but uh, now we'll keep digging and uh, we'll see what we come up with. But a uh, bit of a, an unusual start to the show, anyway. Run of the week. Well, from Smithy running around CBD nightclubs with no shoes on, or night spots as I like to call them, uh, we now go to run of the week at the Meadows, and it's Dynamic Prince, a greyhound who is dead set flying at the moment. This is how he went about it last week. Outside, green light, set to go. Road 8, they're set, ready now. Racing compliance out pretty fast. A big rock slow to begin. And going up fast, there would have been Dynamic Prince shortly after the start. Compliance going for the inside. Lost ground cross to the outside. And as they dash down the back straight on, Dynamic Prince lead them. It raced clear. It's six out in front over Carrion Angel to third. Here's a big April rocks as they travel down the back. It'll be ten off the lead, though. Followed by Do It, Jack Spall, Compliance. And also Aston Tango coming up to the turn. It's all Dynamic Prince well clear over Carrion Angel. Big April rocks on the outside. Then came Do It up the home running. Dynamic Dynamic Prince, an easy winner at the end. Big Opal rocks up for second, followed by Carry on Angel. Then Kane do it, followed by Compliance and also Aston Tango. Some big the names in the beaten brigade there, Smithy. 509-1768. He is flying at the moment, Dynamic Prince. And another good one for Peter Prosciutto. Yeah, the team is absolutely flying at the moment. Dynamic Prince is no exception there. Super, super run in, in a field that was probably worthy of a Group 1 race, to be honest. So, seeing do it in that field from drawn down low, it's... Uh, it's exactly what you want to see from your pups. You're spot on, mate. The grade eight, that's what it does. It creates such uh, such strong races on the program, and I'm all for it. I think we need to uh, 
uh, to reward the best greyhounds in the game on a regular basis. I mean, I always say they don't pay VFL footballers the same as they play the, pay the AFL players. And I think by running a series like the Grade 8, it gets the, the best greyhounds in the game a chance to race for, for top-end prize money on a, on a weekly basis, as we're seeing at the moment. I think it's fantastic for racing and Dynamic Prince absolutely flying. And I've also got a little bit of inside info on the fact that my spies say he may well have had a little trial up the straight at Hillsville on Wednesday. We've seen throughout the last couple of months he's gone well with a, a run at Hillsville through the week. So we'll keep an eye as to, to where he heads next. Saturday's preview. Powering through the podcast, we're up to Saturday night's preview for the Meadows. 12 races on the program. As I said, a little bit of a tough one, but I think we're going to find a few winners. We'll kick off race one, 6.39, Smithy, and I'm here with uh, number four, Osprey Storm. Uh, thought it was a really hard race. Uh, the, the Daily Kennel with four of the now seven with the scratching of number five. Um, I was just taken by a couple of the runs of Osprey Storm. I think the Greyhound's got ability, but I'm not overly confident, but I think it's the runner to beat. Yeah, this is a race where I just... I haven't even got anything highlighted in the form guide. I've just said that I'll uh, I'll back you in with whatever you select. I half kind of thought that you'd plead the fifth and uh, and not go with the selection in this one, though. So I'm happy to follow you in on a spray storm, though. I'm glad you've got confidence uh, in my tipping and confidence <laughs> in the fact that I'll give something. So, uh, now thanks for that, Smithy. Race number two, mate. Uh, this one here over the 525, grade six. I thought... When I first did the form, I thought, let's have a look at the speed map. Um, I think Kanji Exile will lead from box number four, um, and I'm just trying to find the Greyhound who potentially can lob up on the outside sitting second, um, and I think it may well be shot of red from box number six. If it can lob second outside of Kanji Exile, look, I know the box draw is going to be challenging, but it's in the Azapati kennel. One a maiden, 25-16. I think it was heat night of the Warnable Cup, so he, he's a serious pup on the up, and I think if he can get the start right, lob second and he can win. Yeah, I was torn between two in this one. So play your, play your exotics or your same race multis, but Shot of Red and Stetsenko off box two as well. Was pretty taken by a couple of decent performances from uh, from her at Ballarat. So I'm happy to play either just a two-bet strategy or a same race multi or something along those lines, the two and the six. Race three over the 600, mix six and seven. I think great to see mix six and seven over 600 metres on a Saturday night. We're going to have uh, one of the owners of Soda Candy on the podcast, Ashley Olney, in just a moment to chat about her chances. She's marked the $3.20 favourite with the watchdog. I thought that might have been slightly unders in saying that she was third in the uh, the rookie staying race there on, on Pink Diamond night at Ballarat last start. She looks a, a real rising type. I'm actually going to go with a bit of value here. Number seven, Yulong Yap has just been racing in such top-end company. He's he's probably not the most, how do you put it, the most hardest chaser in the world in the sense that he's only won two out of 24 with 11 placings, but he's always thereabouts. And uh, I think on the each way, he, he can run well. Number seven, Yulong Yap. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not only the listeners of the Green Light on Premier Racing with James Vandermark podcast that, that learn things because I'm, I'm going with a place bet here and it is the seven new long gap. You alluded to his application uh, not being the strongest at times uh, and I think there's a few of them in this race, but you long yap to place, I think, is the bet for the race. Fast Milkman is my on top selection, um, but you long yap to place, I think, is a pretty safe bet. Race four, mate. Couple of Astons out wide. Aston Whiskey, Aston Galaxy. They'd probably po- both prefer to be drawn closer to the inside. How do you see this one playing out? 
Yeah, it's really, really strange mapping this one. It's hard to get a good read on it. I've landed with the six orbital bail. Um, I'm banking on the vacant box to the inside, giving him enough room to, to strut his stuff. He's got a good record here at the Meadows. So happy to be with orbital bail, but it is a strange speed map and one for, uh, a very hard one to get a read on. I'm going to go with Cashton Bale. I just think we'll need luck, but if there is a bit of trouble at the first and, and, they're, and they're packing up a little bit, I, I think he could get the right run at them. And he's got a 30 and 15 PB, which I feel will be enough to win this race. Five, kick start the quaddy. That's kick-starting the quaddy. That's what I was meant to say. Little Tiger's the one for me here, number six. I, I just think getting up to 600, he'll lob up outside of the speed, if not on the speed, and from there he can run a race at an each-way price. I do like Spanish Miss, and I know she's a, a bit of a favourite of yours. She might tag the speed. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've got a two-bet strategy in this one. It's the six and the seven, but I'd be throwing that out if the emergency gets in the race good to go. I'd be pretty keen to back him. Uh, if he can draw down low, but six and seven, two bet strategy at this stage for me. Oh, I like a man that comes to the podcast with a two bet strategy. Race number six, <laughs> interesting race because Shimmer Pearl set them alight last start early, four ninety nine to the peg. Three runs ago went five oh two. So when you're doing your speed maps, I'd say Shimmer Pearl leads safely. Fernando's Quest form lines have been a bit all over the place with a, a staying campaign back to 500, then back to 600, now back to 500. Not sure uh, he's got the pace to to hold them out in a, in a 5.25. And when I've broken the race down, I thought it was a really hard one to sort out, uh, Smithy, but I've gone with the one, Daff Zach. Um, I just think if there's... A bit of packing. Uh, he's been racing at the top end for some time now, uh, and I think he can go well from the inside. And what is a pretty interesting race? Yeah, it's a very interesting race. Like you, you, know, like you said, with Shimmer Pearl, who went four ninety nine to the mark uh, last week, and if she repeats that, she's she's going to be leading. And Fernando's Quest is the type of dog that I think needs to lead in this one, or be outside the leader. And I think the pressure will just be too much. And I think Dasak can sit behind them. The other one that I'm conscious of is Jack Bale. I'm not 100% sure where he lands, but if he lands close enough, I think he can run the times uh, that some of these other greyhounds can't. So I've got Dash Zach on top, but I'm wary of Jack Bale. Race number seven now, and uh, I'm with plan ahead here, but look, he's a dollar eighty. He's the best dog in the race, but the red jumps, pushes to the outside. A, tr- a Tugrell Bay can get in the way uh, from box number two. So he's, he's probably best chance plan ahead is to miss the start a half a length and then go to the inside and, and just, you know, I guess, spear through against the rail at that first corner when the room's there. Yeah, this is a definition of one where uh, your tipping and punting is different. Tipping on top, plan ahead, but if I was having a bet in the race, it would be Rio Baskin at an each-way price, I think, from box one. So, uh, like you said, if plan ahead misses a start half a length and, and can kind of sit behind them or or um, just get a nice cruisy run into the race, it'll be too good for them. But, uh, yeah, tough race to assess as it, once again. Race eight, speaking of grade eight, I love the grade eight racing, and we see a special event here over the 730 metres, $22,000 in prize money for a, a special event one-off race is just tremendous. I'm with Aston Velvet here, my best bet of the night. I just think she's doing everything right at the moment, um, and I think she's the best greyhound in the race with the most sprint ability as well. So, therefore, I, th- I think Golden Quest, Aston Velvet, they're the two that are going to set the pace, and I just think Aston Velvet's racing really well and, and can continue on after that uh, That. Minor upset. I know it was only $4 in the uh, the final of the Pink Diamond, but uh, there was a few others in the race that were heavily backed, but she's uh, she's going from strength to strength at the moment. Yeah, I think you're right with the two and the five, Aston Valve, Golden Quest being the leaders. This is the sort of race where a Nick's Bale, I think, can pop up and win this. So I've got Nick's Bale on top from the wide draw, 99th start. She's a Group 1 winner. 
Uh, it's it's not the nicest map of all time, uh, but this is the sort of race that I think she can run well in. I tell you what, I'd, I'd same race multi the two, the five, and the eight all to run in the top four. Aston Velvet. Golden Quest and Hank the Hustler. I think they'll all run in the top four. The big guns will shine to the top. And if you want to be real greedy, throw in Smithy's tip, Nick's battle for a top four as well. Race number nine, it's it's another hard race, isn't it? Kelsey Bale's going to be short, has to overcome an awkward draw, but you've got Xylus Bale who can uh, set up a very, very fast tempo in four, which could help Kelsey Bale get across at the start. Cash it in, strong box number three, racing really, really well, a promising youngster. Such a hard race to try and sort out. And then you've got Boo Boo Billy, Zipping Viking, who are also chances. I mean, when I did the form for this one, Smithy, I didn't know what to do, to be honest. Yeah, so I actually really like Kelsey Bale in this one. I think the vacant box to the inside, like you said, Zylus Bale will, uh, will likely put up a bit of a bit of a good first split anyway, probably not breaking any sort of land speed records, but should give her a toe into the race. And I think she's just the fastest dog in this one. 29.73 PB, not too many dogs can go that, particularly in the grade five. That's enough for me. I'm going to jump on with you, Smithy. I was waiting for you to give me a lead, mate. It was that, was that type of race. Race number 10, uh, Black Compass has come up with Francis Benali as the main two in the race. Indy Juno's got the inside drawn nicely. I, I was probably leaning to Indy Juno based on the fact that she's got the speed potentially to go through and lead, um, but we will be pulling the whip a long way from home in this one. There's also speed out wide as well, but I'm happy to go each way on the red and just hope we pinch a, a race-winning break. However, Black Compass looks a, a very big threat. Yeah, this is one of the toughest races of the night, I think. Black Compass is my on-top selection. Went 5-12 to the first marker last start. Uh, I think can probably sit outside Indy Juno going through the first turn. So hopefully if we can do that, we can be too good for them um, from box two. But I'm very, very wary of wherever Francis Benali gets to. He's a, he's a super talented dog. It was a nice win last week too, old Francis Benali, that's for sure. Race 11, uh, Tick Along Water was a, a nice run last time out. It's the $4 second elect behind Osprey Phantom in the Watchdog form guide. Now, interesting form line for Osprey Phantom. I don't think he's a sprinter. I don't think he's a straight dog, but he's form at Hillsville. I think has shown me enough to suggest he's going to go well, and I'm hoping that Tigalong Water can begin cleanly, go to the rail like he did last time out, show that mid-race pace, or at least she did last start, and that'll give Osprey Phantom the, the right run at them. And I just think, Smithy, class will rise to the top here. I think back to the Meadows where he, he's, he's gone okay in the past. He's a, he's a genuine city dog, and he can run well. Osprey Phantom. Yeah, I do like Osprey Phantom as a dog, but I'm sticking with Tigalong Water here in this one. There was a big crowd on track last week, the Meadows, and they were, they were pestering me, asking me for a tip and I, later on in the night, and Tigalong Water was the tip, and we got beaten bugger all, and the, the the crew that was here, they were filthy at me, but hopefully we can go again and get some money back with Tigalong Water. Race 12, this was almost my best bet of the night, uh, George's fancy. The reason I didn't tip her as my best bet is she does like to use a little bit of the track in the early part, but 897, 34.72 went at the Meadows. If she can reproduce those sections, hold the lead, I think it's going to be a battle to the first corner because Monique Keeping's going to show really good early speed. If George's fancy can sit second or third even and just track the wide, uh, I think the last 100 metres she'll be powering home. And if you watch the run last week, she was in a world of bother. So much trouble, only got beaten five and a half lengths. So she is one of my better bets of the night. But we'll be just... Look, the way I looked at it, last week... Smithy, she jumped from box number three, was checked a little bit to the outside early, and then at the point of the corner, she went to go left, but there was a greyhound underneath of her. I think if she can just hold from box number one, 
that'll be the key to her chances. And if she can use the rail through the first corner with that 600-metre form, oh, the more I talk about this, Smithy, the more I'm getting excited, my friend. Well, I'll tell you what, instead of throwing to me, you can just cut up what you said and play it again because I am echoing everything that you just said there. I'm I'm quite keen on George's fancy. I think between George's fancy and Kelsey Bale, I think they're my two best bets of the night in in races 10 and 12, which is is dangerous waiting that long. But George's fancy, I'm I'm quite keen on this one. Back to the 500 is the query, but uh, like you said, those splits over over the 600 here a few starts ago. I think it can be winning here from the from the good draw. I know she uses a bit of the track, but I'm confident. Hunters Punting Club. Little bit of a cautious multi in for the new financial year, Smithy. I'm keeping a track of these a lot better than I have for the first 43 <laughs> episodes of the show because we are actually going to go tally the the results week by week once the new financial year uh, kicks off, which, believe it or not, is only about a, a week away, mate. So there'll be uh, there'll be a good tally kept, and we'll be able to have a, a bit of a joke as we go on and hopefully make a bit of money throughout the uh, uh, the next financial year, as long as they keep the podcast going. The punters have to say we love the podcast. Race eight, I'm starting with number two, Aston Velvet, just to place. Uh, and race 12, number one, George's Fancy, just to place. I'm going to have $50 on that multi. My theory being the last race, there'll be no third dividend. So we need a top two from George's Fancy, which I think we can. And I reckon we might get a little blowout place divvy on the tote, hopefully. And I think between the pair, you might end up with a tick over even money. And that for me, Smithy, is a good punter's punting club. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to go the multi this week, but I'm going to have $30 the win on Kelsey Bale in race nine. I do like, I know you said that it's a tough one, tough one to adjudicate, but I uh, I do like her draw there. Vacant box to the inside, and she's the fastest dog in the race. And then I'll have $20 the win on George's fancy. If one of those gets up, hopefully we... Uh, we make a little bit of money. If both of them get up, then uh, we'll be able to shout ourselves a palmer at the City View Bistro next week. Sounds like a plan, mate. Keep those shoes on. <laughs> I will, mate. Thanks for bringing that up. That's awesome. Inside Info. Well, the word on the street from the watchdog is that Soda Candy is a big chance at the Meadows tomorrow night. Race three, number two, tipped on top, marked as the favourite and the watchdog's comment. Soda Candy is drawn to settle on the speed and can take over mid-race and prove hard to run down. Now, based on that, I wanted to have a chat to one of the connections and we've got Ashley Olney on the line, who is one of the, the key owners in Soda Candy. Ash, you must be pretty excited about the chances tomorrow night, mate. Yeah, look, she's... um. She's improving uh, every run. I thought there was another big run in the Pink Diamond uh, rookie on on Friday. Um, yeah, she seems she de- she's always desperate for the fence and hasn't really got it much in her career. So um, yeah, she's she's a big chance. Um, Way well, I look at the races, she's got to just clear that uh, the red early because it seems to drift off the track a bit. So she can um, jump like she can. Well, yeah, she's a huge chance. Your involvement in racing, mate, you've had plenty of dogs, a lot of them under the, the name Soda. Where where did the involvement begin for you in Greyhound Racing? So more or less I was um I was captain coach of a cricket club in um in Dubton North and we got into a Greyhound. Uh we bought one as a as a cricket club and the uh bitch whose name was Love to Love and she won her maiden in in a very slick twenty and twelve at at Hillsville, and the rest, uh, yeah, the rest history for me. I got, I got the bug, and then, um, then it 
from my dad, who's in, heavily involved himself now for his 50th birthday present, um, gave him a greyhound that myself and Daniel Mizzy bred um, called Pilot Pete. And then from he, from there, he got the, the bug himself. And, <laughs> and yeah, here, here we are with 20-odd 20 20 odd race dogs and... 40 to 50 pups, I believe. So, yeah, uh, rather escalated uh, pretty quickly from uh, eight years ago. Well, it can happen that way, mate. Uh, you've got a couple of really nice ones uh, in your name at the moment. Is there is there one that you'd say, before we take a good look at Soda Candy, is there one that you'd say is, is worth following on the way through? Look, if um, Soda Fizz can get back to anywhere mm. uh, near his best, um, he actually... Um, uh, Dropped a back muscle, um, or can back muscle, should I say, um, about three or four months ago. Um, so he's the one to look out for. He's um, he's had a few hand slips now, and uh, yeah, even early indications that he's getting back to hopefully somewhere near his best. But yeah, as I said, you don't you don't get too many dogs that run twenty nine seventeen at Sandown that you own. So if he can get anywhere near his best, and he's a versatile dog as well. He, Genuine, he can sprint to 500, but then also run that 650 to 660 as well. So, yeah, it'd be good to see him back uh, Yeah, when he, uh, he's about. Well, it's a great story, mate, how you got involved in racing. Is there a race that you'd love to win as an owner? And, and do you ever have, I guess, the aspirations to pick up the collar and leap one day and train a few? Oh, look, uh, myself and that have um, a floor coverings business, so, yeah, no, co- no collar and lead uh, for us as such. Maybe one day down the line that we um, yeah run run our own um, yeah breeding and rearing facility. Um, but yeah, in regards to training, I'll uh, we'll leave it up to the experts. Um, and yeah, obviously, like anyone, uh, the aspiration is to win a Melbourne Cup. It's not about, and never has been the the money for us. It's um, more about. Obviously, we love it. We love our dogs, and hopefully, yeah. If the Melbourne Cup was for, for free, it would still be as in no prize money. It would be something that we, yeah, desperately want to win, regardless. Well, mate, it might be a little bit easier if the Melbourne Cup is for free. I might even have a chance to win it. But uh, yeah. uh, the good news is, I think it goes to six hundred thousand this year, mate. So uh, it'd be a nice little bonus, uh, a cherry on the top of the cake, that's for sure. So to Candy, just as we let you go, mate. Box number two. You said the red wants to potentially use a bit of the track. How, how how close does she need to be? Do you think in order to to be able to win the race? Do you think she's got enough speed to almost lead? She was second all of the way at Sandown five runs ago, and that was a pretty good performance. Yeah, look, she's she's a very one paced dog. Like I, I think she'll end up yeah being uh, oh look, uh, Colin Dalton who trains her has very high aspirations of her being a, a top line stayer, and she's shown that that. She's very, she's very one, one pace. So um, she was actually meant to be entered for the 7:30 uh, novice on Wednesday, but there wasn't enough nomination. So um, look, if she's anywhere near, near the speed, well, yeah, she'll be coming, coming late um, because even from what we've seen in her pink diamond, Peter Shepherd, and like uh, she was 12 lengths off the leader and end up losing by a short half head so um she definitely has a, a huge motor um when she gets going so yeah i'd be very happy if she was uh, sitting second or third uh, first first lap round that's for sure
Yeah, she definitely hit the line in that uh, Shepparton race. It almost looks like she's in trouble for 50 metres and then, then she does just uh, just grind it out. So hopefully she can lob on the speed and, and run a very big race, mate. Good luck uh, tomorrow night. We wish you well and, and thanks for coming on the podcast. No worries, mate. All the best. Take care. Well, it's turned out a week where we get to know a few of the owners in the Greyhound game. Obviously, Jared Sharp and Do It, who did it on Thursday night. And now Ashley Olney, who hopefully can come away with a win as the owner of Soda Candy at the Meadows on the 25th of June. That wraps up the podcast again. Big thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria for making it all happen. If you want to know more, you can either head to grv.org.au or download the Watchdog app. If you haven't done that already, you're falling behind. There's no two ways about that. You can follow GRV on the socials as well. Until next time, punters, safe travelling, and as always, happy punting.